Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, June 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. It's been one year since Missouri became the first state to ban abortions after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Abortion providers in the Metro East say they don't expect challenges to reproductive health to stop. There has been a surge and it's actually constantly increasing. So we haven't seen any type of slowdown, I should say, of patients coming. We've only seen an increase due to more restrictions. Coming up, we'll hear from two Metro East Planned Parenthood employees in a conversation with St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones is calling on the city's youth program coordinators to take better care of children following last week's downtown shooting that left one teen dead and 11 others injured. As St. Louis Public Radio's Lily Halloran reports, the mayor met with the coordinators yesterday to discuss ways to stem growing violence. Jones says it's long overdue that the city does more to care for its children. She says she wants to model St. Louis after cities that concentrate on youth activities and see reduced crime in return. I don't know if St. Louis has ever made a robust investment in our young people to give them activities, safe current activities to keep them off of the streets. We know that we are fighting a war against guns, but we have to be smarter than that. Organizations like the Urban League of Metropolitan St. Louis pledged to commit more of an effort towards finding jobs and activities for teens this summer. The mayor also called on surrounding counties to meet her efforts. I'm Lily Halloran. St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's governor has no plans to call a special session on gun violence despite requests from St. Louis officials. The Post-Dispatch reports a spokeswoman for Mike Parson told the newspaper in an email that there are no plans to call back lawmakers to discuss any topic at this time. Mayor Tashara Jones, Board of Aldermen President Megan Green, and Comptroller Darlene Green have all suggested a special session could help the city address gun violence. An attorney for a Tennessee teen suing St. Louis after losing her legs in a car crash says the city should have done more to ensure street safety. Janae Edmondson was in St. Louis for a volleyball tournament. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. The suit was filed this week in St. Louis Circuit Court. It also names two drivers involved in the crash, one of the driver's mothers and EAN Holdings, also known as Enterprise, as defendants. The suit alleges Dan Riley was driving a car without a license when his car collided with one driven by Elizabeth Smith, who had a suspended license. Riley's vehicle then hit Edmondson near 11th and St. Charles Streets downtown. Kevin Carney is a lawyer representing Edmondson. He says the accident could have been avoided. Shouldn't have been driving the way he was, but then we also have uh, a dangerous intersection there where they should have had a stop sign instead of the yield sign that they had. A city spokesperson says they can't comment on pending lawsuits. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri teachers are facing consequences for leaving their contracts early. Some districts are handing out suspensions or fines of up to $10,000. That follows a 2016 state law giving school districts more power to penalize teachers for breaking contracts. Missouri National Education Association Communications Director Mark Jones says the regulations create more challenges during the ongoing teacher shortage. You hear these stories of, well, you know, if you break your contract, uh, they can take your license, they can take your livelihood, and uh, it can cost you thousands of dollars. That's not setting an attractive workplace 
scenario. Jones made those comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. Organizers expect more than 300,000 visitors to downtown St. Louis this weekend for Pride Fest. The two-day event celebrates LGBTQ communities. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, some say it's particularly important after Missouri lawmakers restricted the rights of trans people. The annual festival is St. Louis's best-attended Pride event. It comes this year amid a wave of legislation supported by Republican lawmakers in Missouri and elsewhere that target LGBTQ individuals, particularly trans people. Jordan Braxton is a longtime volunteer for Pride Fest. She says she's seen growing intolerance toward LGBTQ people. The hate is cyclical. It's like, here we go, hating the gays on, the, on HIV and AIDS. Then it was marriage equality. And now it's trans community and gender-affirming care. Braxton says that's all the more reason to show up and come together this weekend. Pride Fest will have live music, hundreds of vendors, and additional security this year. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. St. Louis Public Radio. The U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade one year ago, ending five decades of the right to legalized abortions. Missouri and several states in the South and Midwest banned the procedure following the high court's decision. Illinois did not, prompting thousands of patients to seek treatment at clinics in the Metro East. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton asked Planned Parenthood's Director of Patient Access, Kawana Shannon, and its Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Colleen McNicholas, what the organization's Fairview Heights Clinic has seen since the court's ruling. There has been a surge, and it's actually constantly increasing. So we haven't seen any type of slowdown, I should say, of patients coming. We've only seen an increase due to more restrictions in other states and more bans. What we have seen over the last year, especially as additional states have gone down, is that there is still far more demand than our health center, Hope Clinic, or even the new clinic choices in Carbondale can accommodate. In the last year, we've seen legal efforts to ban the use of the abortion pill mifepristone. Do you envision other attempts to restrict reproductive health care access in the region now that Roe has been overturned? Look, we've always known that overturning the federal right to abortion was never the end game for anti-abortion extremists. And you're right, they have now gone after the abortion pill, probably and most likely because it is a method of abortion that people can control in their own home, um, that they don't need to have a clinic space to go to in order to successfully complete an abortion. But we've also seen year after year in Missouri attacks on birth control. There's some recent data out that suggests that Missourians don't even know if birth control is available to them and legal in the state. And we expect that those attacks on reproductive and sexual health care more broadly will continue. Yeah, I was going to mention that survey. How much do patients know about this rapidly changing policy landscape? We have a lot of patients who call um, who are really shocked by the fact that they even had to leave their state to get an abortion. Um, um, We are grateful that we are in Illinois where we're able to serve and help people traveling um, all over the United States, but they don't have the knowledge, they're very confused, and we're just here to be able to give them a helping hand, um, some direction, and some clarity on their abortion care. You know, every day I see patients who are traveling from other states here in Illinois who didn't know abortion was illegal in their state until they tried to schedule one. And so, you know, people's busy lives, they don't live day in and day out every minute of the day in the abortion landscape like we do. 
And speaking of birth control, I know Planned Parenthood mentioned a surge in interest in vasectomies after the Supreme Court overturned Roe last year. Has there been an increased demand for birth control among Planned Parenthood patients, um, even beyond vasectomies? Absolutely. So one of the maybe more surprising trends that we've seen over the last year is the increased demand for sterilization across all genders, increases of more than 100% in our vasectomy care services. And we expect that to continue. You know, some of the things we heard from our vasectomy patients, especially those who were coming in right after the, the Dobbs decision, was that they felt threatened. Again, going back to what I think is a very reasonable fear from Missourians and others, which is that abortion isn't the end, that they really felt like and still do feel like their access to pregnancy prevention and birth control is also on the table. Advocates said at the time the decision would disproportionately affect black women. What demographics are traveling to Illinois the most to get abortions at this clinic? It is very clear um, that our Poor communities, um, our black communities are being hit harder than any other communities. Um, Our patients are already suffering with housing, um, the lack of access to food, um, other type of medical care, and this just puts another barrier on. And we hear those things when they're calling us. And so definitely the other populations and poorer populations are being affected by this. That was Kawana Shannon and Colleen McNicholas of Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and Southwest Missouri speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton. Our David Casares edited that report. Before wrapping up, the Cardinals are raising their international profile this weekend with games against the Chicago Cubs in London. The teams will face each other tomorrow and Sunday as part of Major League Baseball's effort to grow the game in Europe. Former St. Louis resident George Stein has lived in the United Kingdom for well over a decade and is still a Cardinals fan, and he says a buzz is forming in London in advance of this weekend's games. I was at a pub nearby my hotel here, and I ran into some Cubs fans, and I was giving them hell, and I ran into a, I ran into one Cardinals fan, a guy from Miami of all places. Stein points out the U.K. is a tough market for Major League Baseball, where many sports fans consider the game a novelty. Generally speaking, uh, people here don't know too much about baseball. I think it's great that MLB is is doing the games here because they're they're doing a good job of uh, promoting it and people are starting to get the message. Stein is going to the games this weekend. It is expecting an experience similar to when the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox played in London in 2019. Almost everybody there who knew anything about baseball had team stuff on. This is a little emotional for me. Um, I just think it's great. All these people come together. It doesn't matter which team you uh, you support or root for. It was just a bunch of baseball fans. Major League Baseball says it's planning to hold more games in London in 2024 and 2026. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.